everybody it's courtney and this is allison and you are listening to murder porn yay yay Woo-hoo! you guys you didn't do the i know i feel like <laughs> i'm not in a pachuchu mood today <laughs> we're kind of like dragging ass today both of us literally yeah we've just we've had a rough week it's been a rough week yeah but i've I have an episode, so... I am so stoked because I don't know what it is, but apparently I sent her the article that sent her down this rabbit hole, so... Well, actually, it wasn't an article. It was oh. a video. Oh, okay. It was like a TikTok? It was like a... little ticky It was a ticky-tocky. And then I went to the Googles and found out information about it because I was like, what the hell is this? Actually, Brandon heard the video and he goes, what the hell? <laughs> and I was like... I was like, I don't know. It's so probably like, why I sent it to you because I watched it and I was like, I'm sorry, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what happened was that he, we both. Oh, that sounds so much better. Wait, can you hear me though? Yeah. Isn't it? It should be. Yeah. That's to mine. Oh, okay. Because I was like going super well, high. Clipping. Yeah. I could see it. So anyway, um. So he heard the video and then I, we were both like, what the hell is this about? And he was like, (laughs) and I read the description. So I like looked it up and then we started reading about the case and the entire time we're sitting there going, what the fuck? What the fuck? No. And then I would be like sitting there reading. I'm like, Brandon, listen to this. And then he's like, and I didn't read it to him and he'd be like what the hell (laughs) and then like it just kept going on and on and then he finally goes you should do a podcast about this (laughs) they were like accurate i was like i i think we're going to i think we're going to so that's how this came about so allison inspired it by sending me a ticky tarky yay and here's where we're at all right what's it what's it what's it um it is about the Cam family murders. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. I had not heard about this until you sent me the yeah. ticky talky. <laughs> okay, so all I know is what I sent you. Yeah. So, I'm excited about this. Yeah. So... It's going to be, okay, so, and I have to, I have to warn you, there were, like, things that I, for time purposes, knew I was going to have to cut out. Like, this could have easily been, like, a two-part episode. Okay. I just had to keep, like... Do you have notes? Yeah, I started putting my notes on my computer now. smart. Because I got, like... I'll never do that. (laughs) Sick and tired of, like... Oh, I type mine out, though. Well, I used to, so, you guys don't know this because you don't see us, but I used to write all mine out, like, on a notepad, and that just took for fucking ever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I started to, like, put it on my computer now. Smart cookie. Yeah, and the last time I did it, I didn't realize that I had bought Microsoft Word. Oh, I just used Google Docs. Well, so I had bought Microsoft Word when I was doing all my resumes, and for whatever reason, it, like, didn't, 
it wasn't working mm. on here all of a sudden. And then I was like, oh, I guess that just, I ran out of my year or something. I guess I didn't realize that you could put Microsoft Word on Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's on here. But the last time I did an episode, I had it on in my email. Mm. So I wrote a big, long email to myself, which was impossible to read. <laughs> you need to just use Google Docs. It's free. Well, I already had the Microsoft Word that I'd already paid for. I was just like, I wonder if it's still, like, available. So I typed in the... Good. Yeah. So now I have Microsoft Word that I did not know that I had it. Nope. Um, okay. Should we take a break and then start the story? Yes. So okay. we're going to take a quick break, even though we just technically started, but... I thought it made it easier for you, though. No, it does. It, it does. So we're going to take a quick break. All right. Yay! <laughs> so we are going to start this story. Why does it feel like we can't get the sound completely right? Well, I'm pretty sure that you're just hearing the mechanicals, but it's too cold to turn them off, so. Yeah. So. Well, sometimes it, it feels like it's too low, and then sometimes it feels like it's too high. Anyway. So, yeah. We're doing the Cam family murders. So let's just talk real quick. Like I said, um, I was inspired by a Tiki Talkie. And the TikTok that you sent me, I will describe because nobody else saw it. <laughs> but it was the 911 call that was made by David Cam. So you get this 911 call. He's up set like half screaming half crying he's calling in and when the dispatch answered he was like this is dave i need to talk to the post command oh yeah and he was like a cop right it sounded like he was definitely a police officer yeah he ended up yeah that's part of the whole thing is that he was an indiana state police officer mm -hmm. so he was like i need to talk to post command and post command comes on and he's like everybody needs to get out to my home like right now my entire family's dead and they're like what happened and he's like i don't know i just got back from basketball and they're all dead and he's like flipping out on this phone call he's like i don't know what i'm gonna do and then he's like i need to run across the street and get help and they're trying to like keep him on the phone and he's like no i need to like i need i need to go to my parents and get help the fuck are they gonna do i don't know honestly i think he was just i don't know how your brain works when you're in that much of a crisis mode 
you know and that's the thing it's like he must have been like flat out panicking because at one point in time he was like screaming and then he started to kind of cry and then he started to like scream again and it was just it was like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do i remember him repeating that yeah it was just insane so i mean i couldn't imagine yeah so he ended up like hanging up all these you know everybody gets down there and find a horrible scene but that was what brandon heard was the 911 call because i'm sitting on the couch and watching this and i'm i've never honestly heard of the story sounds suspicious and he goes what the hell was that and that's when we started to look it up and we're talking about it and let me tell you the case is just crackers it's crazy. crazy crazy it's not so much the murders that took place it was everything that ensued after oh okay, okay. so a little bit of corruption a little mm-hmm. bit of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it usually is right yeah. <laughs> welcome to indiana just kidding <laughs> right so anyway to start david cam was as we said an indiana state trooper and spoiler alert actually no i'm i mean for you to hear this (laughs) he was ended up being convicted for the murder of his wife and two young children Um, oh my god so i can understand snapping and killing your spouse like i can totally understand that being a married woman Mm -hmm. what i don't understand is feeling the need to to annihilate your entire family yeah so he had kill yourself man at the time his children he had his wife Kim and then his seven Her name's Kim Cam. Kim Cam. I love that. <laughs> Kimberly Cam. No, Kim Cam. Um he uh and then he had seven year old Bradley and five year old Jill. So sad that already. They're uh, seven and five. Very young. So David and Kim were married in May of nineteen eighty nine. Okay. And she thought he was marrying the man of her dreams the bee's knees huh yeah the greatest thing ever she suffered for a man in uniform um but david was not to be fair he was not the greatest person in the world okay i mean it sounds like it (laughs) he it was apparently pretty well known that he was engaging in a lot of extramarital affairs a lot why do I always hear about cops and firefighters having, like, second families, like... I don't know. And, like, running around on their spouses and shit. I, I've heard that in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Those usually are the ones that yep. you hear the most Mostly about. Mostly cops, not so much Not so much firefighters with domestic violence. Yeah. Although, apparently, firefighters die a lot of uh, lung cancer. That also doesn't surprise me. I mean, like, when Brandon told me that statistic, I was like, I don't know why that doesn't shock me. No. It Um, makes sense. Yeah. Because it just makes... Nobody runs into a burning building and has zero effect on their lungs. Well, you know, also if you really think about it, like, okay, so if you have an old burning building and then you have asbestos and... Yeah. Yeah. So... So... And they get paid shit. And they basically are risking their lives. Mm-hmm. That's what kills me. Yeah. Cops. And speaking of, when this is all over, we need to talk about 
that time you were doxxed and if anything ever came of that nothing that you're aware of that i'm did aware you do of. a foia request i thought about it you should yeah okay well i guess we don't that's what somebody that told later. me to do and i was gonna do it and i just kept forgetting about it because i have other shit going on you probably just got a stern talking to i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't anything like anyway by the way the person that sent the email that was like really nasty Mm -hmm. um me and everybody at my job were laughing at it Mm -mm. because you literally we were living rent free in your head Mm -hmm. like you 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 listened to the entire episode Well, the one that sent it to us yeah you listened to like somebody sent a nasty email about me having to do with that situation we know who it was I, I have a feeling I know who it was. But anyway, you you listened to the entire episode. You then decided you were going to create a fake email account. Fucking Marty. And then send it to us in the middle of the night. I'm glad we live rent free in your head. <laughs> we just laughed about it at work. I showed it to them and they were just laughing. People for sure have nothing to do with their lives. Yeah. And so they choose to fuck with others instead. I don't know if you thought you were going to hurt me, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've showed it to a lot of people. We all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guess what? Look at this. Look at this hate mail. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the fact that the first email we got was hate mail. <laughs> I think we're doing something right. <laughs> you want to... I was thinking to myself, I was, I was like, like, I don't know where I was going with that. I started thinking about my ice that was stuck in my mouth <laughs> and I didn't want to chew it mm. for everybody to hear the crunchy, crunchy, crunch. Yeah. I'm chewing on my Jolly Ranchers over here. Yeah. But I just thought it was, I just thought it was funny. I just, no. oh, I was like, yeah, thanks for the listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just liked it. Anyway. Um, so anyway. Thanks for the interaction with my profile here, sir. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, um, so yeah. She thought she was marrying the man of her dreams, and it was amazing and wonderful. But he was engaging with all these extramarital affairs. Surprise! Surprise, shocker! Um, and actually, the first one believe it or not, didn't start until after their son Bradley was born in 1993. And the affair started off, it was with a woman named Stephanie that he had met at the gym. And it started off as like a plutonic relationship, um, which eventually led into a sexual relationship. But apparently he wasn't like, he wasn't very slick about it either. Like he, he had no, it was like, pretty. It was pretty well known that this shit was happening. Okay, it was the town's worst kept secret. Yeah, like he, but he would like lie to Kim about his work hours and what he was doing, and then he would be taking like Stephanie out, all while Kim in public in a small town in Indiana. Yeah, and then like in George, I think they live in Georgetown, Indiana, which is down south, but. And I'd heard of Lebanon, but I had not heard of Georgetown. Georgetown. I was is that like, where, where the hell near? is that? Yeah, he was at, um, he was in Lebanon. Um, the, like, the 
court cases took ca- took place in Lebanon. So, <laughs> showing the camera, Larry the llama. Yeah, we're filming our on the camera right now, guys. Oh yeah. So this is going to be a new feature we're going to be able to offer to our Patreons, where they can get access to watch us video on video recording the whole episode and whatever goes on before and after pretty much that's gonna be a whole thing yeah so anyway so he was uh lying to kim about his work hours in order to see stephanie all the while she was home with baby bradley pisses me the fuck off dude she like basically gave up her entire body for 10 months Mm -hmm. it will never be the same to bear his child and now she's stuck at home raising said child, and he's off being a dickwad. Basically. This relationship went on quite some time behind Kim's back, and then she got pregnant with Jill, during which time she confronted David, and he just was like, this is bullshit, I'm leaving. What? Yeah. So, he confronted Kim, or Kim confronted him, while he was having an affair with Stephanie. And she was pregnant. She was pregnant with Jill. Baby number two. I think like five months pregnant at the time. Um, she confronted David. David was like, I'm not taking this bullshit. She packed up her shit and left and then ended up coming back. Wait, ba- Kim left? Kim left at this point, but he said he was done with the marriage. Okay, so she was So she packed bride. up her shit and left. And Did then she, she, take the kid? she. Yeah, she took the kid. She had a night at, like away. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm going back home and getting my house. Yeah. So she came back kick home. His sorry ass out. Yeah. She came back home to kick his sorry ass out. And apparently this turned into a whole thing that involved him calling his mom saying, I need to come Mommy. stay there. Yeah. Mommy, I, need, I need to come. Me. Yeah. I need to come stay there because I cheated on my wife. And I hope his mom was like, you're a fucking moron. Go she stay somewhere else. wouldn't take him back. Yeah. She wouldn't take him into the house. Good. His parents like did not approve of any of his behavior good so she wouldn't take him back into the house and while all this is happening you can hear in the background mom can hear david trashing their kitchen so she calls police the mom calls police and the police become involved and then like he's trashing his own kitchen his own kitchen. kitchen his own kitchen his mom is like hearing all this calls police Police come, and he's a police officer, so they kind of swept it under the rug. But anyway. This is how people get killed. You let shit like that slide. So they they ended up, you know, like, separating. And David got his own apartment. Kim then ended up getting, like, her own place to live. They sold the house? I think that they, I think... Well, because they end up in a whole other, completely other house later on. Okay. (laughs) We're jumping ahead. Spoiler alert. So they're they're separated. And Stephanie's pretty much living with David at this point. And the fucked up part of all... I mean, this is all fucked up. Okay? But the fucked up part that makes me the saddest, besides the deaths, is that he wasn't even present for the birth of his daughter. What? But his parents and his in-laws were. Because once again, they did not approve of what he was doing. Yeah, bless his parents, man. That's woof. So, 
this relationship is going on. Jill was born February 28th, 1995. And then in March, Stephanie um, decides that she's going to start like a business with her ex, which David was not happy about. But they had like Stephanie and the ex had a meeting. David, once again, was not approving of this, but he, she went anyway. The meeting went for longer than he would have wanted. Like David would have wanted it like approved of. She came home and he attempted to kill himself like with his service pistol. She talked him down and then once she talked him down, she packed up her shit and left. Is it crazy that I think that cops should have to like go back to the precinct and check their weapons in their car in like a library card? I can understand that. Be- because of shit like this? Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, how many that. times has a service weapon been used in a murder or suicide? Yeah. I can understand shit like that. So, um, yeah, so that whole thing ensued. Once Stephanie leaves, David then goes crawling back to Kim. Of course he does, because he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he goes crawling back to Kim, saying... I'm so sorry, I fucked yeah. I, I fucked up, blah, 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 you know, that kind of bullshit. Sweetheart, if he cheats on you once, he's going to do it again. I don't, I don't care. I don't care I'm if you think that he, that he says he isn't, you don't believe he's he capable of it. You. No, no, he did it once. He did it. He's going to do it again. He does not respect you. No, he doesn't. Just leave. Okay. Just. And, and stay left. Yeah. Just leave. Well, she loved him. She had two kids with him, so she uh, took him back. So, they... I mean, I can see see it from both perspectives. Like, it's hard to be a single parent. Yeah. I can understand that, but... I mean, having been a single parent and having had the person cheat on me... I know, but you I would rather... As a parent, people tend to get this vision in their heads of, like, the perfect family and what they want for their child. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are willing to sacrifice their own happiness to make sure that their children have that. Yeah. But what they don't understand is that when you are letting this go on, you're teaching your children that it's okay. That it's okay, yeah. Yeah. That's And they do notice. They might not fully understand but they they notice. Mm-hmm. So they get back together. Um, they move into a new house. You know, Kim thinks everything is going great. All the while, he's engaging with just various different women. Jesus. And then at some point, I know he got accused. Like his career took a huge turn when him and a couple other troopers were accused of assaulting a 19 year old girl which then ended up leading to like a lawsuit against the department oh shit um but eventually david was cleared of the allegations but because of all of this he ended up being demoted so he ended up from my understanding being doing casino duty (laughs) so he was like working at a casino as a police officer that fucking sucks so this went on for a while and then he eventually realized that his career was not going to get any better 
So then he put in his notice and decided to accept a job working sales for his uncle at United Dynamics. What do they make? I'm not 100% sure. But it's a sales job. And I guess it was a lot more money. And then uh, Kim was an accountant. And so she was making good money. Yeah, accountants make good-ass money. Everything was, like, looking good. And from my understanding, like, once he left the police department, his, like, cheating habits. Well, probably because he didn't have the laxity in his schedule anymore to manipulate it and lie to her about where he was. I'm sure that's part of it, yeah. And then he didn't have, like, access. I'm I'm sure he also thought, like, I'm a police officer. I'm a hot shot. Everybody loves a police officer. Well, plus you, like, encounter more people and women Mm -hmm. when you're out and about. Yeah. You have, there's just more opportunity to yeah. be a dick. So, yeah. So, apparently, like, his cheating habits got better. Everything was looking great. And then on September 28th, by the way, that's my birthday. Oh, my goodness. Um, on September 28th, 2000, David Cam came home at approximately 9.26 p.m. from playing basketball at Georgetown Community Church. That's when he found his wife and two children shot in their garage. Was he alone at basketball? No. Oh. That's 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 part of the kicker in all this. We'll get into all of that. So, um, he found his wife and his two children, and they were shot dead God. in the garage. In the garage. Um, his who wa- takes people out into the garage to shoot them? People who well, are worried about fucking their stuff up. So, his wife and two children were last seen leaving swim practice and heading home at around 7 p.m. that night, and which was about the time that David would have arrived at the Georgetown Community Church to play basketball with 11 other people. Interesting. I wonder if they got there early, he shot them, and then immediately left and went to basketball. Well, so, Kim and the kids were actually um, seen returning home by a neighbor at 735. Um, So, Kim initially, upon leaving the car, was attacked by the attacker. Inside their garage. Inside of the garage and was shot. Bradley, having witnessed all of this, um, unbuckled his seatbelt and attempted to get out of the back of their Ford Bronco through, like, the rear, you know, because the Ford Bronco is, like, an SUV. Yeah. Yeah. So, he attempted to get out the back, and as he was attempting to get out the back, he was shot. Um, And then Jill, being a five-year-old... Just sat there. um, ...was still in her seatbelt and witnessing her mom and her brother getting shot, covered her face... And then was shot. That's awful. Through her hands. Yep. When David arrived and at the scene, he attempted to resuscitate Bradley. And from my understanding, the reason why he chose Bradley was because his wife was shot in the head and Jill was shot in the head. And he did not see any, sh- like, he head Bradley hands. was not shot to the head. Okay. So he figured that the best effort there was Bradley. He pulled him out of the car and attempted to resuscitate him. When that was 
I mean, at this point, it's been a couple of hours. Rigor's probably already setting in. From my understanding, he was still warm. Oh, so he's so he really thought he was out. okay. So he attempted to resuscitate him, and then when he realized that that was not going to happen, he went into the house to call nine one one. Um, that's so fucked up. So police became suspicious of David for several reasons. Um, the first, one of the first things that, like, made them concerned about, like, that led them to David was they thought that the murders were really concise. Like, these were the intended targets. Bang, 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 yeah. Um, there was no signs of robbery. There was also, weirdly, Kim's shoes were sitting on top of her car. So they thought that maybe that meant it was more of, like, an intimate kind of crime. Somebody she would have known. So maybe she had, like, her shoes in her hand and put the shoes on top of the car. Um, And then, you know, had seen David and didn't think, like, she was going to get murdered because it's her husband. Yeah. Um, So they felt it was, like, a more intimate kind of crime. Um, They said he had plenty of motives in order to do this because there was the affairs... Apparently, Kim and David had uh, increased their insurance, the life insurance policies. And then there was also the history of violence, like, with their breaking up and the police. And then the stuff that went on. I wouldn't be suspicious about the increase of the life policies because they were both making more money at this point. Well, they still believe that that was a motive. But, yeah. I mean, he could have been, like, it could have been a trigger for the idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, there was also, like, the history of violence that had been covered up. Um, Another thing that, like, was the seal of the deal was that a, an expert, I'm quoting here. Yeah. Expert. um, In blood splatter said that the blood spatter on his shirt was consistent with a high velocity impact and not trying to resuscitate his kid and yeah and not trying to anything anything else that would have been happening in all of this interesting it has it was high velocity so it was the gun um and then to add further motive a rather shocking revelation came in the autopsy of jill and that was that she w- had been sexually assaulted within 24 hours of her death. No. So. No. They suggested that he was responsible for this assault. Uh. So three days after the murder, David was arrested and charged with the murder of his wife and two children. Um, many close to David didn't think that this was him for several reasons. Like, number one, the big one, was the fact that he was playing basketball. Like, 11 people fucking saw him there. Now, the police, the investigators, and the prosecution basically tried to say, um, no, he snuck away. Like, he, there's 11 other people there. He could have very easily snuck away done all this and then come back which i was like when i was reading this i was like but what about the blood sweater on his shirt yeah like that wouldn't doesn't somebody make any, have like, seen that yeah wouldn't somebody have seen this one but that's how they tried to explain this shit away no. 
so um yeah and a lot of people thought that didn't make sense no like and then particularly his sister it was like okay so he snuck away did all this including sexually assaulting his daughter and then like putting her back into the car and we don't have a messier crime scene like this doesn't make sense you know so i mean i feel like the sexual assault didn't occur right then at the time of the murder well we're gonna get into okay that poor baby so the trial for so trial number one (laughs) took place in 2002 um prosecution when thought that they had a strong case uh they had the motives they just needed to prove that he did it they went on the assertion that david had snuck away from the basketball game in order to commit this crime um and that all of this went unnoticed. They apparently also pulled up phone records to prove that at the time of the murders, a call was placed while he was, a call was placed from his phone at the home that the murders took place. Um, also, you have the expert well, witness, Rod, um, Rodney Englert. And basically testified that the blood on David's shirt was from the high-velocity impact. Um, Defense, on the other hand, were able to prove that the phone records were not accurate. That, in fact, the call took place an hour ahead of time. Um, So, like, an hour before this would have all taken place. So, when he would have been home. Okay. And that their own expert witness disagreed with the prosecution's expert about the blood splatter that in fact um it was the blood on his shirt was from when jill's from jill's hair so like he apparently had climbed through the front seat to grab bradley and the hair smacked and her head went forward and hit his chest um so it was from david's from the resuscitation attempt um like defense thought they had this in the bag but they were also um including like there was nine weeks of testimony including the accusations of abuse of jill as well as david's prior affairs um needless to say because there's multiple trials yeah he was convicted on March 18th of three counts of murder and was sentenced to 195 years in prison. Good. Right. Let's go to trial number two. Okay. So this is his appeal, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because this just, like I said, this just gets more wild. All right. So he was a granted an appeal. Okay. He was granted so a new trial. So on, uh, on Tuesday, August 10th, 2004... The Indiana Court of Appeals reversed David's convictions on the grounds that his extramarital affairs should not have been allowed as evidence. Because apparently there was, like, the evidence was there that he really didn't do it, and this could have swung a jury's decision, Yeah, the, the affairs. Yeah. So, now let's get into some other parts of this that I haven't discussed yet, because they weren't really pertinent at this point. Okay. 
Now, in addition to the blood splatter and all the evidence that we know about, there was other forensic evidence, but really wasn't explored too well. So, number one, a shirt, a sweatshirt was found under Bradley's body. This sweatshirt had backbone written in the collar of the shirt. The collar would have been something... Like monogrammed, kind of? No, it was written in uh, black ink. Mm. It would have been a shirt that would have been bought from the Indiana Department of Corrections. Oh. This shirt had an unidentified DNA of a... a like, DNA from an unidentified male. So, you think daddy pissed somebody off and they got out of jail and... So... There was also a handprint that was left on the roof of the Bronco. They, like, initially just said, like, oh, well, of course, she goes to work. Like, anybody could have touched her car. Yeah. It might not have anything to do with this. I mean, that's true. So, the state claimed that they ran the DNA from the sweatshirt through CODIS and did not find anything more. And then they were, like, so honed in on David that they didn't do anything more with the DNA. They just left it. It wasn't until David's defense got a court order in 2005 to run the DNA again. This time, it came back up with the name Charles Boney. Oh. Whose... A.K.A. Nickname... Backbone. In... In, uh... Yeah. Prison? prison was backbone so boney had been out of prison at the time of the murders he was a convicted felon from new albany and was identified as the owner of the sweatshirt pardon everybody if you can hear my cat scratching in the litter box in the background he just has to take a shit <laughs> he like i forget whether he is nick or he was also called like the shoe thief or something something to that effect so he had a shoe fetish <laughs> and that's why the shoes were on top of the car so he was out on parole he had been convicted of a series of attacks on women several of them involving the theft of shoes uh the most recent attack was armed robbery and a attempted abduction of three women at gunpoint jesus in some of these cases there was evidence of stalking some of Boney's previous victims had reported receiving harassing phone calls for months prior to the attacks, um, asking them what they were wearing and if they were wearing high-heeled shoes. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, her shoes were, like, lined up on the top of the car not to mention, there were a series of bruises and, and abrasions on her feet. Oh. Um, <laughs> Boney was interviewed and took a polygraph in which it was determined that he was deceptive. Um, he denied any involvement, claiming that he donated the sweatshirt to charity, but two weeks later, his handprint came back as the one on top of the car. Of course it fucking did. And he was arrested. Now... When they started questioning him about his knowledge about the murders, um, he was interrogated for hours and he was like, 
I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this. Right? Kept saying, like, he didn't know anything about this. And then it was suggested by the police that maybe he met David during a basketball game. And, you know, like, maybe set him up for something. Or, like, they went back to his house. And that's how his DNA got there. And then, all of a sudden, like, initially... Charles denied that. Boney denied that mm-hmm. and said, no, that, no, I don't know David. But then eventually his story turned into, yeah, I met David at a basketball and we got to know each other and David became aware of my criminal past and said, I have a way for you to get a clean gun. And that's when they went back to the house. Um, he said that he went inside and David was out in the garage and that's when he shot his wife and two children. Boney rushed outside to see what the hell was going on and that's when the handprints... Are you so interested in this story? <laughs> huh? Those handprints, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah? <laughs> Sorry, Yoda wanted to make an appearance on today's show, you guys. <laughs> so that's when Boney put his hand, like, put his hand on the SUV, and that's how how his handprints got on the um, SUV. And he mm, even admitted a little suspicious yeah, to me. He even admitted that he took off the shoes and placed them on top of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. He, he that's probably true. So they were like. They were, like, the defense was, like, thinking that maybe this would all lead to, like, David being exonerated. Mm. But, no. They dropped the charges of murder against David, then refiled them with an additional charge of conspiracy. Yeah. So. Or, like, hire. Murder for hire. Yeah. So, then in 2006, um... Boney ended up being convicted of three counts of murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. That's and, what he was convicted of. And sentenced to two... Not hundred, child rape? No. Well, no. And he was sentenced to 225 years in prison. Good. Rot. So then we get to the second trial. Oh. This is another thing I should bring up. Actually, no. I'm going to bring it up later. Because there's just, just... You keep... You keep listening to the story and you just go, what the hell is going on? So many twists and turns. So anyway, so later that year we have the second trial. Wait, um, the third trial you mean? No, this is the second. The second trial of David. Oh, okay. So, backbone. No, backbone, we're, we're already... He's convicted. We're already putting him on the back burner and saying he's convicted. the second trial. The second trial of David. Okay, so this is his appeal. Yeah, okay. the appeal. I thought that's what the ne- the one you were just talking about was. But no. So, um, during the appeal, um, basically, they could not talk about the affairs, but they did bring up the whole motive that he was molesting Jill and he murdered her in order to hide it from him and everybody else i don't feel like he's a molester well yeah so (laughs) we're gonna get into this more but so like one of the things that was discussed in they brought in like 
in the second trial, they brought in an expert for the defense that basically said this could have been a not really like a molestation, but from the trauma of everything that happened during the how do you have vaginal trauma? You know, and then I didn't understand that. But she said this could have been from this trauma that happened during the murders. Oh my god, my cats are fucking crazy. I think there's somebody stuck in a box. They're gonna stay stuck in the box. <laughs> I wasn't completely understanding what she meant by that, but like... I don't get it either. But then they were getting it. They were also like, her hymen was intact, so she wasn't being assaulted. And I was like, I didn't think your hymen really meant so anything. Like, okay, here's my question. Was she in a car seat still because she was so little? Like, what What year was this? Uh, it was 2000, so she should have been in a car seat. Yeah, so maybe, like, from moving around and trying to get out. But they yeah. said that she didn't. She just covered her face and sat there, right? Oh, well, she could have been trying to get out and then... So like, maybe she was, I, like, banging and herself. And then eventually yeah. covered her face and then... Uh, so... Sorry, that's just fucking terrifying to even think about. Yeah. Awful. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's really hard to get out of those damn car seats. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember my time in a car seat. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my parents never actually officially made me sit in a car seat. It took a while for my daughter to be able to pop her car seat. Yeah. But don't, I mean, when we were kids, that shit, like, we crawled around in the back seat without our seat belts on. I sat on the bench seat in between my parents all the time in the front. I don't know. I feel like around this time they were starting to get more strict about car seats, but maybe I'm wrong. And you also have to think that David was, like, a cop. Like, he's probably seen some shit. Yeah, and he's like, buckle that bitch up. Yeah, could have been buckled. Put her in her two up. car seats. Yeah. Me in car seat till you're 20. <laughs> so, like, there was an expert that talked about that. Um, once again, they talked about the blood spatter. All that fun stuff. Which, um, okay, I, I just need to say something. I have a real problem with the fact that people can be able to pay... And call somebody an expert when they necessarily aren't credentialed to be such. Like, literally. And they're just looking for somebody to put things their way, you know? So we're going to get into Yeah, that. like, I just, it's in my opinion that, well, the, then that was every also supposed expert should be presented with their credentials to the judge before they're allowed in. Well, and then there was also um, a lot of debate in this case about the fact that blood spatter is actually more of a junk science. It is. So, I mean, to a point, to a point, it's not exact. Yeah. So, like, a person shouldn't be convicted on this alone. And that was part part of the problem. That was part of the problem in all of this is that he kept getting convicted based uh, on his shirt being based on the blood spatter, based on the fact that, you know, the extramarital affairs based on the fact that he was abusing Jill all of this stuff and according to 11 people he was not even there like he was at a basketball game like playing basketball yeah so murder for hire is the only option here so Anyway, here's the key to my house. This is what time they'll be home. Catch them in the garage so I don't have to clean shit up. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> so I can just hose it down. So, as I've said, there's multiple trials. <laughs> Sorry, I know. This did not go <laughs> David's way. Because once again, he was convicted of murder. In addition to the conspiracy. Good. So he was um, sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay, so this 100% like... Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> once again... Cam appealed the conviction, citing, um, you know, the, like, that there shouldn't have been brought up the allegations of molestation without any sort of proof linking him to these, like, allegations. Because there was no proof that he did any of this. None. Um... So, once again, the Indiana court granted a second reversal, stating that um, missing from this record is any competent evidence uh, of the premise that the defendant molested the child. Dude, this guy has granted more fucking appeals than anyone on the history of the planet. (laughs) Additionally... Talk about fucking The justices also said that one of Kim's friends who said that Kim was expecting David to be home between 7 and 7.30 was in fact hearsay and should not be permitted as in testimony either. Um, so, yeah. To go even further, on November 11th, or November 2011, the Indiana Court of Appeals ordered that the prosecutor also recluse, uh, recluse himself Recuse himself, Jesus Christ, uh, from David's third trial, which was set to begin August 2013. Now, so now he has to find a different. This is the point that becomes. Oh no, the prosecutor. This is the point. Well, there was multiple prosecutors in this case. The original prosecutor was Stan Faith. This is another fucked up point that I wanted to bring up. This is another twist in the story. It was found that the prosecutor in the first trial was Charles Boney's attorney. What? Yeah. And so wait, the original trial for um, David, David Cam, the prosecutor for the state was ended up being the attorney for the guy that he supposedly like conspiratorized. Cons- like it's co-conspirator. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just made up so, a last word. During questioning, Boney asked for his attorney for Stan Faith, but was told that he couldn't because it was a conflict of interest. No shit. It was later that Boney admits that he discussed the case with Faith <gasps> prior to even becoming a suspect. What? Oh, like so also How in good faith can you continue to prosecute a case knowing the facts that he I don't probably know. knew. But then also um, another thing that I haven't mentioned yet is that there was like some DNA, like female DNA that was unidentified that was Boney's girlfriend on the shirt. Oh my god. They talked to Boney. So clearly it was this guy's fucking shirt. They talked to Boney's girlfriend who then said, like, after this whole entire thing happened, he comes home that night and has him or her and his mom watch the 
like uh, what is it the news coverage of this whole entire murder oh my god and apparently there was some sort of argument that ensued between Boney and his mom having to do with all this but she doesn't know any more about it because she got into the shower because she didn't want to be part of all this Uh, (laughs) welcome to Indiana (laughs) a couple of fucked up points here little twists that just made Brandon go what the fuck (laughs) like what the fuck yeah so I can't believe he was his attorney okay and then (laughs) ready ready for more what the fucks yes okay so (laughs) we now go into trial number three for David Cam for David Cam in in the mess of the 13 years that he was in prison Mm -hmm. at some point it began to come out um particularly after uh 2003 that there was an ethics complaint with the american academy of forensic science against uh rodney and englert the guy that testified to this whole entire blood spatter Uh that he was they alleged that he was misrepresenting his education and his training and his experience um this prompted him to sue the person that made the ethics complaint and sue them for slander Mm. um it later came out that robert stites i think it's his name is uh, you pronounce it stites s-t-i-t-e-s sure who was a crime scene photographer was sent by rodney to go to the crime scene that day mm-hmm. and rodney never even came to the crime scene okay i just need to get this straight so blood spatter blood blood spatter expert that testified on trial was never actually on scene to witness anything all he ever saw were photographs that were taken by a crime scene photographer yes this guy was an actual crime scene photographer though from my understanding so i wouldn't say that that's too abnormal well i mean if this is like I mean, if he was an expert that they hired after the case, was, that well, no, was because Rodney was an expert that was hired by Floyd County prosecutors to be. Oh, so he worked for yeah, them, and he was, was hired. Right, he was the one who was only ever, yeah, like uh, analyzing the blood spatter for this, yeah. precinct. Not to mention, he apparently also there was another case that he testified to that was once again a false conviction so basically any case he's ever testified on is now going to be thrown out um potentially i mean they could appeal easily potentially but i don't know i don't know how many i don't know how many was it's like two that's known of shit dude i think where there's two there's more there has to be so (laughs) yeah so then you had the blood spatter expert that wasn't even there. an expert. Yeah. So you have that. He wasn't an expert, and he was never even on scene. Yeah, never even on scene. This He worked from home, guys. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> he was pre-COVID, COVIDing. <laughs> he was social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> Way ahead of schedule. Um, <laughs> so, so not only do you have 
the blood spatter expert that becomes a problem for prosecution you know you have you can't talk about david's past affairs you can't talk about joel's abuse there really isn't a case but they decide to they're gonna prosecute again prosecute it again and the motive is of course the insurance policy so this is where it should have been in the first fucking place but it sounds like nobody ever did their job no money and it was money so they were trying to allege at this point that it was money what are the three um, main motives for murder? Money, sex, and is it greed? Probably. Well, I would think that would fall under money. Yeah, there's. they always say there's three. Or maybe I'm talking about means, motive, and opportunity are like the three things you need to prove that somebody is guilty. I don't well, know. Well, there's that. But, but definitely like the two biggest drivers for homicide are money and sex yeah so greed and some warped kind of love (laughs) so yeah they alleged that the motive um was money was money the life insurance policies how much were they for i'm not they were probably like fifty thousand dollar policies probably should have looked better but i killed my wife and two kids for 50 grand or 100 who cares that's nothing. I know. A, a funeral costs 15 grand. Yeah. He still had to pay for that. For three of them at the same time. Yeah. Just put them all in the same. I feel like I'm in a game of shoots and ladders with this fucking case. Yeah, right? (laughs) So, the motive. It really does feel like that. As we said before, the motive was the insurance policies in this third trial. I can't believe Um, that they're allowed to try people as many fucking times as they want. This is fucking ridiculous. Um, Boney, this was the first time that Boney was actually going to testify against Cam. So they brought Boney to testify against him. Um, and basically, he has said forcefully, like vehemently, that he does not know him. Initially, he said that, and then he changed his story. So that of he course, was hired to they're gonna this. fucking run with this. Well, not that really was for hire. His story now is that um, he was lured there by by oh, David. Oh, he lured him. And um, before, sh- like, he ended up shooting his family and then turned the gun on Pony. <laughs> Oh, so he's a victim now. Yeah. Okay. So, so this we have this new shoe fetish prison inmate called Backbone is a victim. Is a victim because he was lured to D- David Cam's house. Okay. Well, in my opinion, as an officer of the law, David Cam had plenty of opportunity to meet this guy, to cross paths with this guy. Whether it's arresting him mm-hmm. or seeing him in a correctional's facility, being in jail with him at the same time. Don't you think they would have had, like, 
evidence records? that that happened. You would think, but these dumb motherfuckers don't seem to have their shit together to well, check shit that's, out. That's true. Um, like it's literally a simple cross check of like when was David employed? When was Boney in jail? Mm-hmm. Did that ever? Did that ever co- coincide? Like, yeah, exactly. No, it was the basketball. Oh, he met him during basketball. 100% remember? fucking basketball. It was basketball. And then he lured him from there to to his house. To and his then house. he made him watch him kill his family. He killed and his then family and then turned the, the gun, gun on, on him. him right. And then, you know. After whatever. he picked the shoes up and put them on the roof of the car, though. Yeah, for okay. sure. Got yeah. it. Got it. Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> The defense, on, so basically there was, like, no case. They got nothing. Prosecution got everything. shit. Right? Money. Um, there was a life insurance policy. That's what we got. Um, so the defense, on the other hand, had Robert Stites testify on the behalf of the defense. So the guy that was the crime scene photographer. Um, He's still allowed to fucking testify? I think it was because it was... Um, Oh, this is the crime scene photographer, not yeah. the blood spatter analyst. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy who was actually on scene. Yeah. Um, he he testified on behalf of the defense. And then, as well, is that there was introduction of new DNA evidence that had not been presented at the first two trials, and that was touch DNA. Okay. So, um, Dr. Richard Elkenboom... <laughs> Um, testified that he found touch DNA consistent with Boney in several places. Um, the clothing of both Kim and Jill. Um, Boney's DNA was found on Kim's panties. It was found on the arms of her shirts. Um, so basically what they came to the conclusion is that there was like a struggle. He put his arm around, around her to like, and she died and he shot her at some point. Um, there was Kim's... And then he took her shoes off. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm stuck on the and shoes. And then it was also on, um, Jill's... The stomach of Jill's shirt. So there's a very likely possibility that maybe he did. I would like very much if he just left her, the little girl alone. And that she was just in her car seat and covered her face. As atrocious as that is, it's better than him fucking with her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that it was, like, on any other part of Jill other than the stomach Still, of her shirt. Still, that's a very intimate part of the body. I mean, unless it's just, like, grabbing her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there was, like, t- yeah. So there was all this touch DNA. Um, and these results seemed to discredit Boney's assertion, assertion that he never really touched the, the victims other than, like, Lies. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the crime scene photographer is now testifying about touch DNA analysis. Yeah. He is a qualified expert on that. Yeah. The photographer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, the photographer is not an expert on that. This was a different. Oh, okay. Dr. Something boom. Richard Elkenboom. Okay. Got he it. was the one that testified about the touch Some DNA. Some reason my mind just blanked him out because there's so many fucking experts. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, Elkin so, Boom. Yeah, so he found on the shirt, her shirt, uh, her panties, um, and then and the mom's panties. Jill's the the shirt, yeah, Jill's stomach shirt. Yeah. Okay. What about what about Bradley? It does not talk about him touching Bradley, which is disturbing. Okay. When you start to think about it. 
because that means he was going after the women. Um, So basically, they argued that because Boney physically attacked the family and there was, like, DNA pretty much everywhere, it's unlikely that Cam was the shooter. So the way that they've then set up this crime scene, because they actually, like, did a whole full... um, that like the final trial the people that became involved um was this um investigating innocence like a like the innocence project kind of like that um and they, they actually case? yeah they took on his case it was the first case they ever took on what um and he's fucking guilty so I'm they sorry. started this whole project in order to conduct can like exonerate re like animate the crime scene and reconstruct it he used students from the university of indiana in order to do this and basically what they came to was that um kim was attacked when she got out of her car he like attacked her and that's when he like put his arm around her and then that's how like you his think the injuries on her feet were because she was like kicking and hit the car in places with her feet possibly um so he like grabbed her pulled her um and then at some point shot her and then um when he went to go shoot the kids he put his hand on top of the bronco then put his right hand into the car and shot bradley and then shot the daughter that's the reconstruction that they come to. That's awful. Um, and then he picked up her shoes and put them on the roof of the car. Probably because he intended on taking I them. think he was going to take the shoes. Fucking yeah. gross, dude. Oh, yeah. That's it. Um, the shoe bandit. That's yeah. what he was called. Yeah. So, that was the whole fucked up. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've probably, like, there's more details I'm admitting. Welcome to Indiana, where nothing is ever straightforward. (laughs) So, um, long story short, in 2013, David Cam was acquitted. So he's out and living in Indiana. Yeah. Just chilling. He still lives in Indiana. He's a case coordinator for investigating innocence. He's um, trying to get good karma points back. There's no, there's not enough good karma points in the world to, to like, cancel out what he's done. I'm sure. Like, even but if he, he had to have been involved. Did and so it, here's what happened. When he well, ended up getting exonerated, he, probably the insurance company paid out. Well, that's the thing. So, another thing that ended up happening, like, so there was a lot of stuff that happened after this. So, he was acquitted. He became a case coordinator for investigating innocence. And from my understanding, that's still what he does. Um, Yeah. So, the insurance policies in Kim's 401k became his. Yeah. His in-laws did not, like, believed that he committed these murders. And apparently have, like, sued him for all of this money. Like, very O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I don't believe that they won. I never saw that they did. Um, but he did sue Floyd. Well, I mean, the criteria for con- for like a conviction in civil court is much a more lax yeah. than in a criminal court. Yeah. yeah. 
So they still didn't win? I don't... I never saw that it... That they won. I mean, frankly, the money should have just gone into a... Tr- oh, wait, never mind. The kids are dead. The kids are dead. You can't. No trust. Um, David ended up suing Floyd County in a civil suit for wrongful prosecution. Three times. Um, mostly just because of the fact that, like, his... The basis of this whole entire, like, him being arrested was this high-velocity... Blood spat- spatter. Blood spatter. Which um, wasn't even spatter. It was, like, a rub. Yeah. Apparently. It was, like, her hair. Do you, What do you think? I don't know. I think he hired him to fucking do it. And I think the plan was to pay him when the insurance paid out. That's a possibility. I, don't, I think he gave him the way to get into the house, and that's why there was no evidence of the break-in. I still don't understand, like, why his kids. So he can have all the money to himself. I guess. But... He still doesn't have to give the money to his kids. I mean, it depends on how she set it up, who the beneficiaries are. If she set it up so that the primary beneficiaries were a trust for the children if they're under the age of 18 and to the children directly if they're old enough, then he doesn't have access at all. But if he's listed as a contingent or secondary beneficiary then in order to get it, he'd have to bypass the children, and the only way to do that is if they predecease him. I mean, it, like, the whole thing, it would make sense. Like, you know, kind of like Chris Watts Yeah, exactly. Affairs. Like, for some reason, men get it in their head that when they want to go out and be, like, 40-year-old fucking assholes trying to get 20-year-old girls and just fuck whatever moving object that they want. They have to murder their entire family in order to get that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. You literally just have to divorce the woman and then disappear. <laughs> For real. I don't know. Like, I keep, I keep kind of going back and forth on what I think happened. Like, do you think this guy just crossed paths with him at some point when he was a law enforcement officer and held a grudge? I think the biggest thing is that the store, his story changed. So yeah. I'm just, like that initially he like denied knowing anything about the murders. He denied even knowing David. And then it wasn't it's until it wasn't until like police suggested to him that this is what happened. Then all of a sudden the story started to change. Which makes me think that maybe at this point he was like, he real like if he had murdered them for sure, he was like trying to pin it on anybody else that he could have. But then another part of me is like, maybe David did, was involved because of his past. Yeah. Or there was some sort of like vendetta there to be sorted out. Or, but but here's the thing, like, police officers intentionally make those suggestions, those leading suggestions, and they do it in a way that it tends to take the, the guilt a little bit off of that person to make them feel better about saying, oh, yeah, you're right, that's what happened, I lied the first time. Well, but it gets a conviction. Yeah. And ten, tend to be parts of truth in that usually sprinkled about within the the whole conviction so it leads me to believe that it was a conspiracy like they were co-conspirators they were working together in this yeah 
I think another thing that I think is another thing that I'm hung up on that I didn't that I forgot about is that he he was already okay so Charles is already in jail Boney is already in jail he's gonna spend like the rest of his days in jail more than likely um and he still testified like what did what purpose did he have to like testify like did he get anything out of this that's the question, right? So if he wasn't... Maybe he got a better cell or a, a lower security prison or... Yeah, so if he wasn't getting anything out of this, I think that maybe I would think more that it was for sure, like, a co-conspirator situation because he was just wanting to do the right thing at that point. Um, but then again, like, if he got something out of it then I'm like oh well maybe he literally just wanted to get something out of it I mean a lot of times prisoners will just volunteer to do stuff like that because it's literally just gets them out of their cell and gives them something to do other than what they do every other fucking day every single day well then you know then I don't know like I just this could go a lot of ways I'm like you're trying to be devil's advocate here like you're trying to find a way that he's not guilty yeah, because then, if you think about it, if he's guilty, there is literally a murderer walking around that murdered his entire family. It, and I believe that. And that's 100%. fucked up. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I don't want to believe that. I don't think one second that the, that the county or the state that prosecuted him would have done it three fucking times if they didn't know in their hearts that he was guilty. The problem is that there is a gap between what you know and what you can prove in a court of law. Yeah. And so I don't think they would have wasted so much time if they didn't know in their hearts that he was guilty. I, they just couldn't prove it. I and also, every time they thought that they had, he won up to them. I guess I also the other reason why I'm, I'm thinking maybe he might be innocent is because that 911 call just like, you can tell he's yeah. in pain. Yeah, it it did sound really desperate. Like but how many other nine one one calls? How good of an heard? actor could he have been? Here's the thing: how many other nine one one calls has he heard? In his Probably. Career? How many other times has he responded to scenes where people were desperate like that in his career? He knows how to respond. He knows how to act. It can go either way. Like yeah. we can sit here all day and, and talk debate in circles. and like yeah. yeah debate the whole thing. I'm like I said. I'm still. I I'm. You know, he lives in Indiana. I know. If you are listening, David, I would love for you to come on. Double Jeopardy. They can't fucking try you again at this point. Like, or just write us a fucking paper. Write us like, let us know we're gonna we're gonna die. We're gonna die. (laughs) I'm not. Well, and that's the thing is like, I'm not even saying, hey, I want to know what you did. I just have some questions. Oh, okay. I just have questions that I, like, would like answered. I'm sure he doesn't want to relive that again, though. Like, I wouldn't. I would want to try as much as I could to, like... I mean, he talks about it. Put it out. Oh, he does? There's, like, interviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Woof. That makes me feel some kind of way. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I lean towards guilt, and you're leaning towards innocence. And oh. I think that's funny. I think I think more just like I just have questions. I have more I like I would love to know. Have you read the court transcripts? No. 
I didn't go in because I think it probably could have turned. Like I said, there was a lot of shit that I'm sure I could have gotten into. You could have written a thesis that on. we could have. Yeah, because this is ten pages. Part five. <laughs> yeah, we are on ten pages at this point. <laughs> and that's single space Calvectica. <laughs> uh, it, it actually is single space. <laughs> We're not double spacing New York Times here. Yeah, like this is. Well, I did. I did make it size sixteen because I need glasses. Or Times New New Roman. I meant. I think this is Cal Calbury, oh. Calibri, Calibri. Whatever. I like it better. I don't know. I can read it a little easier. I need glasses, though. Girl, my problem. I need to wear my glasses. Like I need to use them. Oh, all right. So, um, that's pretty much the story i used a lot of different um articles weirdly enough uh there was a article that just recently came out about it like that's probably what prompted that video to be made three days ago oh shit after i sent you that video no two days ago two days ago it came out it came out on the 23rd and i did read that article and use it but um i use sources w l k y w t h r w d yeah yeah w t h r is i know is indianapolis um and then w l k y i would assume that's somewhere in kentucky maybe louisville louisville um w d r b i believe that was like lebanon um and then I did the investigating innocence. I did wiki. I did true crime wire, which was that article Bitch, I read. My tiki sent you down a hole. Yeah, uh, the Courier Journal. I went. Uh, yeah, I went down a deep dive. Like Woof. there was definitely um, corruption in this case. I will say that there was definitely corruption in this case. I mean, no shit. I will not disagree with that. Um, which makes me like kind of believe maybe there was some innocence there maybe that's what's like getting me because of the fact that there was so much corruption well look the reason that he's no longer in prison is because all of the there corruption. was a shadow of a doubt right mm-hmm. i mean that's what well th- there you go so there's the shadow of a doubt in my head yeah it was caused by all this corruption yeah. that you're like reading about yeah I, it's like dude was not a good dude I mean, I mean, clearly, when we lay it out, was he a murderer? Yeah, That's like, when we lay it out, he was not a good dude. He did some horrible shit. But particularly to wife, his wife. But being, being a cheater doesn't make you a murderer. Exactly. So, the question would be, did he murder her? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, on the I fence. I feel like there's motive. There's definitely means. Oh, And there's a 100% yeah. opportunity yeah, but there's still some doubt. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Interesting. So we knew... we <laughs> Words. <laughs> we normally do a missing person, and I don't have that pulled up, so that's on me. My phone is currently making a video of us. That's fine. You know what I wanted to talk about, though, was something that I talked to you about. You guys um, all remember my um, podcast I did on Dior Kuntz. Yeah. I want to talk about that whole thing I read on Reddit. Okay. Okay. So, into people's heads. So, if you don't remember, Dior Kuntz Jr. was a toddler whose parents took him out camping with their grandpa, 
They left the kid with the grandpa, went fishing, and came back and the kid was nowhere to be found. And they never found him. Yeah. Um, and then, so, there's always been question of what happened to him. Yeah. Um, like, it was he murdered? Was he dragged off by animals? Was Did he, he drown? Was he even there? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of questions. Was he given away to somebody or sold or whatever? Um, you should go listen to the episode. It's a missing uh, 411 case. Um, but something that I read on Reddit was... Some people stay on Reddit, like... Some of, some of the stuff on Reddit is kind of interesting. <laughs> I had the app for a while and I just never, like, used it, so I deleted it. I think it's interesting to look up some, tr- like, find new true crime cases. Um, but anyway, so some people were asking, like, number one, do you think this is a 411 case? And number two, uh, what do you think happened to him? And one of the guys that commented talked about how his parents were drug addicts when he was a kid. Yeah. And when he got into some of the drugs that his parents had in his home, like, he was young, too, like, two, three. He doesn't actually remember this. He ingested it? Yeah. He ingested it. Um, They tried to get it out of his mouth as best as possible. Apparently, he doesn't remember this. His parents told him this story. And then he said... His parents were like, look, son, you're a little strange, and it's because we fucked up. Yeah, well, (laughs) so he ingested some of it. They tried to get it out of his mouth as quickly as possible. And then right after this whole entire thing happened, they went camping. And that's what they told him. And he said, now that I'm older, I know what they were implying. In case he died. In case he died and could get rid of him. Yep. So... I thought that was an interesting probable scenario. Well, I mean, they look like they could have been drug addicts. I thought that there was. Like, what I had... I was pretty sure that they were into meth. Yeah. What I had been reading, I thought I had heard that they were. Yeah. Um, I found that out later, though. Um, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, um, having watched interviews. I mean, the whole fucking thing that bothers me is, like, she gave her other children away to their, like, other parent. Like, she wanted nothing to do with being a parent. So... That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. I... And I think it's because... I think I tried to be in that... Hi, sweetheart. I think in that episode, I tried to be a little bit diplomatic about it, but honestly, I was... I was kind of judging hard on it. Like... I am. But I tried I to be. Am. I'm not in denial about the way that I feel about that case. Yeah, but I think I tried to be diplomatic about it and say, you know, some people get into bad situations, and you know, it takes mean, a big person a to whole realize. Ass conversation about what if he was actually never alive, and they just thought he was asleep in the back seat, or they kept missing him being awake. Well, you know, Grandpa was out of his mind. Yeah. Um. And the other. The, the other, other guy, guy that was there had his suspicions and made them very clear and said that he saw them with a shovel. But also, nobody believed shit that came out of his mouth because he's a little wonky. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think, do. I, I think, think they brought him specifically dependent on him. Yeah. And then Grandpa, he's out there, so it really doesn't matter. But their witnesses, witnesses to yep. the fact that he was like there. Yeah, so I have some always people felt that the parents were culpable. Yeah, so some people think that what happened, based on what this guy was saying, 
and like I said I think this is very possible that um, when they went into town to go get the you know the tampons or feminine products um, that they may have like dumped them somewhere while they were going like that was there so he was never actually near the campsite he was well somewhere he on was the way. he was there that night and possibly already dead um but a lot of people that had when they went into the stores and stuff had never saw him like claimed to have never seen dior like so when they went to the grocery store the night uh they, they remember were, she said there was somebody that was, like, looking at him and watching him? That's what she claims. But people in the store said that he was never there. And, of course, there was no CCTV. Yeah, there was no, and I mean... Podunk. Podunk. Wherever. I think it was Iowa. Idaho. In po- Super podunk. podunk. Idaho, Idaho <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I get Iowa and Idaho, like, in my head flipped, even though I know it's I mean, like, that I they're different. I mean, I don't different. <laughs> Well, one is a That's little a bit more mountainous. I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> I think Iowa's pretty flat. Yeah. Well, it's in the Midwest, right? The, pla- the plains. It's a plain state, yeah. The Great Plains. But do you know how many times, like, with these, the murders of, like, the four uh, roommates, I've said Iowa? Oh. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. <State>. Yep. <laughs> but Dude, I know it's that Idaho. That is fucked up. And I do do not for one second that that think that that was that guy's first time doing something fucked up. There's no way. Hmm. He had bloodlust like a motherfucker. You know what? Some people have brought this whole thing up, like how bad they feel for his dad. Yeah. Um, because his dad seemed to like be very proud of his son never his son never gave him a reason to not be proud of him until he got caught well apparently he had a drug problem in high school oh i didn't and had really cleaned himself up well didn't clean himself up from being butt hurt when a girl wasn't interested well yes obviously but apparently he had a drug problem at one point and then had cleaned himself up you know like quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and so like i think his dad had a lot of pride in his son and what he had done and where he was going and then all of this ensued and I feel like I do I feel bad for the I feel bad for his family I feel bad for the families of the the people that like were victims yeah I mean all around I think I think a lot of people don't talk about um when it comes to like murders that some that there's families on the other side like families of the murderers that are probably equally as devastated yeah i agree the the families of the the murderer are victims as well yeah i think it's part of like this ripple effect that they set off that just kind of vibrates mm-hmm. or like echoes you know i think it would be interesting to see like them do some sort of like show where you not only see yeah like you not only see like the effects of the victims and the victims families but also like the perpetrators so sometimes though like when a serial killer is caught and it turns out like he had a family like i've seen interviews of the family and how it's affected them 
and like them being fucking surprised that the families of the victims wanted to meet them and like tell them that they don't hold it against them tell them that it's not their fault and that's very impactful mm-hmm. i mean it's no one's responsibility to do that but if you can help someone heal yeah and it could i mean i don't know but i agree all you sides have to look at it from that yeah, point too. all sides it's shitty and it sucks so are you currently reading any good books listening to any good pods watching any good <laughs> shows books that i'm reading i am reading a book audio um <coughs> prince harry <coughs> oh you're reading that one yeah it, you know that it had like this the best first sit day of sales in the history of books ever for penguin or I, whoever i have been seriously thinking about doing a whole ass like podcast maybe series about all the shit having to do with the royal family conspiracies the involvement with nazis bitch you can't even (laughs) devote enough time to this podcast maybe do that on your tt no i mean like here oh oh okay yeah like here not like a whole pod like no i'd be down for podcast episode here like a sub series like a little series on okay. the royal family i be list- i will be up for listening about because the that. royal family is they're not good people. girl they're not well they're racist as shit period period yeah and uh yeah no they do very they've done very bad things like in the name of like keeping their family's good name like their nazi associations um yeah i think yeah i would be willing to listen to that shit just because i i think all that's interesting and it is you know we have the whole conspiracy of did you hear that Ghislaine maxwell like gave up some names and they're gonna release them Ooh. i think they said like 60 names six zero okay so how scared are people right now um this is my thing it's never gonna happen because there's too many people with too much power and too much money on that list. I, so I've heard, and this disappointed me, I've heard rumors that, like, Tom Cruise, or not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks has had associations with that family. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard rumors. With Jeffrey Epstein. So, I mean, the guy did know a lot of famous people and not of wealthy people. He lent his plane to them. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that he also got them girls or... True. But I've I've just heard it and I'm hoping it's not because he is a treasure and he must be protected at all costs. Agreed. Um, He's the person who finally got America to take COVID seriously. Him and um, his wife got... I don't think anybody ever took it seriously. Doesn't feel like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I've always just hoped that is not true. Yeah. Um, because I would be very disappointed. We actually, so at your party, we had a whole conversation about um, Tim Allen <laughs> and all the shit that was going on about Tim Allen. So, He's a flasher, people. Yeah, like we had a Valentine or Allison had a Valentine's Day party and Galentine's. Galentine's. Get it right. Galentine's. I do it every year for three years running. <laughs> so 
we had a whole ass conversation about like how Tim Allen was a flasher and you know like if it had been like people get canceled all the time but yet he never seems to get canceled like and I like, like I don't even know what the fuck is Tim Allen anymore anyways so there's nobody left to cancel but it is shocking because like he was America's dad for a long time too well apparently he's got that one show I don't I think that's been home improvement no what is it I think it's been they've canceled it for next season oh I didn't know he even had a show to Um, be honest with you last man standing is that what it's called I don't know maybe fuck yeah for Pam Anderson for being like yeah he definitely flashed me dude I love her did you watch her her biography but the thing is is that people are like it's Pam Anderson (laughs) yeah well fuck them for saying that because she didn't consult consent to him flashing her anyways um I feel like there was a lot of things that she didn't consent to but yet somehow got fucked over I agree because she is a woman and she posed in Playboy so she must be asking for it right Mm Hmm. anyways god forbid she have sex with her fucking husband yeah (sighs) um Anyways, her doc is really good, too. I've been wanting to watch it. I actually downloaded I feel book. like it's very redeeming. I feel like I learned a lot about her. I will be reading her book. Yeah, I And I really think book. that, like, the amount of grace that she fucking handled everything that went down in her life and the fact that she literally walked away with not a fucking penny just dropped the lawsuit because of the effect it was having on her health. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I kind of wish that she would have gone forward with it only for the fact that it would have set precedent for everything to come a lot sooner than a precedent was set for something like that. Yeah. Because I don't think anything got done until the Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton, maybe. You know, like, in the early aughts when sex tapes blew up for celebrities. Yeah, and then... Leaked. Yeah, all the leaks. There was a lot that was going on. Like, in people leaking pictures and... Yeah. Yeah, that happened a lot. Women were just definitely mistreated like in Hollywood. And, and, and just generally, but, like, if they're a woman of, of, of celebrity, then somehow they're asking for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't be a celebrity and expect that no one's going to post pictures up your fucking skirt. Yeah. Or that nobody's going to try and take pictures of you sunbathing naked by your private fenced pool at your own home right god forbid so yeah that's how i feel about that (laughs) well yeah all right well i'm not really i just got done reading a book james patterson and dolly parton collabed on called run rose run why haven't i not it's cute i it's dolly and by red i mean i listened to it on audible and she was one of the voice actors too so it was really good it's really cute highly recommend it and um i uh, don't know what i'm reading now but there's i also started a book by the i-90 killer and it was so fucking heavy i had to turn it off oh yeah and I, I was actually at one point in time I wanted to go dive into the I ninety. Yeah. Well, I started I have, listening like, to it while shit. I was for reals driving to and from Indy. <laughs> yeah, bad choice. <laughs> I had to turn it off. I was like, maybe not the best 
material for this drive. No, no. Wait, let's listen to Dolly Parton instead. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally the conversation I had with myself. In Prince my Harry. Yeah, I might. I think I'm gonna get that book. I'm pretty sure that I have a credit. So then we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, because I is there juice? Is there tea? Oh, oh yeah. So much tea. Did you watch their thing on Netflix? I did, but I feel like his book is a little bit juicier. Ooh, 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 okay. I think they're so cute. I fucking love them. Like I they're like America's them. fucking prince and princess. I like them, but everybody like there's she gets so much hate. I love her. I think she's great. And you know what? Fuck you for hating somebody who literally was like my mental health is going down the shitter and if we don't do something fast i am gonna unalive myself but the thing is is that she was so loved in the beginning and then like all of a sudden people were like well and he says straight up like his family basically took out a media like hate campaign on her and because the media was because people were like she was becoming too popular they liked kate Mm -hmm. wham well kate got a lot of shit in the beginning personable She's not personable. Well, yeah, not relatable. She's, she's born and raised royalty, like some one down the line. Like she was a lady, just like um, Princess Diana was, though. But like, she's a size two, perfect, proper. Like I don't know. See, the one of the things that I like loved about Megan wasn't like. So apparently, Megan did like all of her makeup for her wedding. Um, also, like, Megan, when they did their, you know, like, showing off of Archie, mm-hmm. she looked like she had just given birth. Yes! She and she straight bloated. up was like, I am not, I am not walking out onto the front of the hospital steps and taking pictures five minutes after I give birth to our child. It is not happening. Well, yeah, and there was also, like, the fact that she didn't even, like, give birth at the hospital that, like... Yeah. They she had give people that at. she wanted to work with. Yeah. That she had been working with that was at, like, the... Which... Kensington or whatever. I'm sorry. Fair. No, I agree completely. Fair. She was an older... Also, like, this, what they set up with the press, where it was very private, and, like, there weren't a bunch of people around. Like, that shit can traumatize a baby. Like, it's best to keep it in a quiet setting where the baby can stay calm. Like... I praise her for being a mama bear and making decisions that were right for her children and for her mental health and for her family versus what the royal family family wanted and felt was tradition. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Period. I don't know. I just... This is such a long episode. <laughs> I know. I feel like maybe I could divide it and make it like a... Toosie. After dark. Okay. Kind of thing. Cool. I'm down for that. Like a... Yeah. Yeah, like we have the main... <laughs> case and then we can just like have a have a well not necessarily like about the case we can just say like shooting the shit yeah do it (laughs) do it where we just talk about various different things but yeah yeah so um i'm gonna read that and then we can talk about it yeah by read it i mean i'm gonna listen to it on my way to and from indy this week one of the things i cannot figure out though about this whole entire thing so harry's name is henry Okay, that's his real that's name. Why they keep calling him H. Yeah, yeah. So they call him. So he's Henry. William calls him Harold. Does he not know his own kid's name? No, William. 
or his own brother. son's name, or his own brother's name, I mean. Calls him Harold. Maybe that's just, like, an inside joke. I don't know. But they never, I don't think, it's probably just like so an far, joke. it has not been addressed. It's probably just an inside joke. Um, I or is it Henry Harold, like, is it his middle name? I don't think so. If I remember. I'll I don't, have to. Because nobody can figure out why his name is Harold. I'm sure. And then, like, another thing that started coming up in TikTok videos was the fact that her name, Megan's real name, is Rachel. Like, her name is Rachel Megan Markle. Yeah, she goes by her middle name. And she goes by the middle name. So a lot of people were wondering, has this always been a thing? Like, she has she always gone by Megan? I think it's what she started doing when she started acting. Well, so a lot of people have said that, like, when she was back in school and she was doing some side projects and stuff, um, she was credited as, as Megan. Yeah. And then I guess, like, it just stuck. her mom called her Megan. And um, that lady who used to watch her down the street that's in the dock called her that too i think so i think she's always been megan yeah so a lot of people have wondered like when when did she drop rachel has she always been called megan so people have always I questioned just think that. it flows better well megan markle versus rachel markle so the the funny part is is that another like a creator on tiktok pointed out the fact that like in um like the birth certificate for uh, Archie because he was born in um, Europe, Britain. Yeah. Uh, like her name is listed different than in what it is in the United States, and it's like, well, that makes sense because her social security name is Rachel Meghan Markle. Yeah, but also they have <laughs> to list her as like duchess of whatever the fuck apparently she's not listed that way she's listed that way on archie's birth certificate but that's because it's a british birth certificate right that's what i'm saying yeah um apparent i don't remember how they address harry i don't know if they address them as like duke of whatever his name and then sussex or like how they do all that i don't know either is that their last name sussex Technically, it's not even really a last name. They just always add. So, like, when... What's their real Willi- last name? Do they not have one? No. I know it's well, not Kensington. So, technically, technically, the name, their name is Mountbatten Windsor, but they never really go by that. Like, some of them oh, do. Some so of them Windsor. don't. From my understanding, it has to do with title. Um. So, like... Well, no. It's Mountbatten with Windsor. My cats are wanting me to feed them. <laughs> This is the second time Dobby has come down here, so we should probably we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. But oh, anyway. and there's dude following her, probably gonna attack her. So but we're yeah, gonna start hearing some fun noises. We'll here. we'll end up wrapping it up. But yeah, so it apparently has to do with title. Harry and uh, William used the last name Wales when they were growing up. Oh, okay. So like, and Prince then apparently the kids of William now that he's. Um, prince of wales they're now using the last name wales instead of cambridge so it has to do with title supposedly okay interesting so (sighs) all right well i guess you and i have stretched this out as far as my adhd mind can and my cats can handle (laughs) i'm gonna have to break this up into two yeah that's fine just take the ending and redo it duplicate it yeah and then um 
yeah, let's go have some uh, some uh, Moscow mules and talk business. <laughs> I don't know why I keep like looking over. I know. Like, I do too, just to make sure like the camera, like you can't really see it because it's so far away, but it is what it is. Okay, that kind of wraps it up for today. We will yeah. see you next time, and it's probably gonna be my story if I can get my shit together. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, guys. See you next time. Follow us on all forms of social media, oh, yeah. please. Definitely. Do that. I've been posting a little more on social, so. Erd P Podcast. Yep. That's our Instagram. And then there's a link tree in our bio on Instagram that'll take you directly to our website. It'll take you to our spring tea where you can buy merch, which we have to look into something else for merch mm-hmm. because that's from Europe and the shipping's stupid. We'll look at something yeah. different. Um, uh, we're going to get a Patreon. We've been saying this for months now, but, like, we need to get, like I said, a banner. Yeah. All right, everyone. All right. So, we'll we see will you see you next time. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.